Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And we are here for the Cornwall Property Podcast. This is episode 36, which is a market update episode. And we are very, very fortunate to be, well, in the presence of Mr. Will Gentle. Morning, guys. Morning. And Will, Welcome. thank you ever so much for joining us. So for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, where have you been? Uh, for those of you who have, thanks for joining us again. But essentially, we are here to inform educate and inspire you guys to get involved with property with a particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market. There's a big housing crisis here in Cornwall at the minute. There is not enough residential property on the market um, for the, the demand that we have here. So our idea and our, our motive here is we want to try and educate you guys to, one, get involved in property in terms of maybe making a little money, or if you're trying to get yourself somewhere that you want to know is safe and, and rentable, then obviously we've got you, the people that we can connect you with as well. So uh, yeah, I hope you uh, get some value out of this podcast. Absolutely. And don't forget, guys, you can reach us on cornwallpropertypodcast.com. Go onto the very front page of our website, scroll down to the bottom and you can send us a message uh, on there. And you can also reach us on social media. Many of you do through the Facebook platform there. But we love hearing from you. And as I always say, without you guys, we couldn't have the show. So thank you very much for everyone's support. For sure. For sure. Um, so, Will, thank you so much for being here. And... Um, I know you're using your podcast virginity today. Is this right? is a fresh thing for me, is absolutely, it? yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, Will, we massively respect your your expertise and your knowledge and your background, hence why we work with you ourselves. So thank you for all you've done for us so far. No problem. And, um, but yeah, I'd love to just share a little bit about who Will is with the listeners and how you could potentially help them as well. Sure. I mean, just a little bit of background. I, um, I'm the manager of a company called Martin & Co. We're based in Truro. Uh, we are an estate agent, primarily, and do um, lots of sales and lettings in the uh, Cornwall property market. Mostly, I have to say, centred around Truro. But we do cover the majority of Cornwall, so there is a bit of spread there, and we can... Um, well, we've, me and you and, and Dames have all talked about um, various projects that you've got on the go across mm. the county. Um, but personally, I mean, I've been an estate agent for about 20 years now. Uh, based in Truro for the last sort of 10, 11 years. Um, it's one of those jobs, guys, that you really just have to love. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, personally, I'm quite nosy. Um, so uh, I like looking at houses and I like the variety that Cornwall Market brings. You know, there's a lot of different type of stock, you know, from, you know, grade two listed properties oh, yeah. down to modern new builds and everything in between. So, it, you know, it's an interesting job and it keeps you on your toes. And I imagine that every time that phone rings, you generally don't have a clue what could be coming on the no, other side. No, no, as the variety is the spice of life and all that, you know, it, uh, it is a, a different day every day. Mm. And, that, and that's I know that keeps us on our toes. It's quite nice to and think, and I can imagine when you you've got the, the great calls, but you also as a letting agent as well, you do the letting side of it. You could have the the pain in there, oh, calls um, as well. But the key is obviously finding someone that you can trust, you you know is going to be uh, knows their stuff, and you can go to for support and some guidance really. And as we always see it, and with other people on the podcast, see letting agents and estate agents as as insurance policies essentially. Absolutely, um, because again. You, you need to have that. So there's so much legislation. I was just going to say exactly minefield. that. You know, it's an absolute minefield. And unfortunately, the government keeps um, throwing stuff at us. And, um, you know, we have to be continuously updated with new legislation, you know. And uh, as you say, it's an absolute minefield. You just have to be really, really careful out there. And people that manage properties themselves, are, you know, really open themselves up to a lot of risk. Um, you know, we've got a really good relationship, the three of us, as it were. And, and working with you guys has been great so far because you understand, obviously, the legislation. And that makes my life so much easier as well because you know understanding what we have to go through in order to get it all right and all the 
I's dotted and T's crossed, as it were, is a big thing. Yeah, again, similar to you, we're, we're property geeks. We're, like, we just love it. We absolutely love it. It doesn't feel like work for us, does it? It's, it, it doesn't. doesn't really. I think, you know, although Dad and I, we're not, well, we don't have our own lettings agent. We like to outsource so we can focus on the business. If for me personally, if I was to have a letting agent, if I could choose anywhere, it would be Insuro, just because, well, firstly, it's a city, so there's more people kind of living there. But it's a really exciting place to kind of operate your business from, I would imagine, just with all the developments, PIDAR yeah. uh, development, for example, and, you know, the investment that's happening in Insuro. So it's quite a good place to kind of grow with. And you've obviously been there for a number of years, so you've seen it change and, you know, it's evolving as we speak now, which is really cool. Absolutely, yeah. Well, with the legislation and the mindful that with it in mind, um, Will, you've kindly brought to, to the table um, an article which is in the Estate Agent Today website at the moment. And again, anyone who's listening to this or watching on YouTube, you can get hold of all of the links to the Right Move links that we put on later on and all of the links to each of the articles. They are available on the show notes. So you can access these and have a little read in more detail. But what we'll aim to do is just give you a lot of the overnotes on those. But yeah, you picked up a really interesting article on legislation, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and I mean, changes. There's, there's a couple of changes that have just literally come into effect. I mean, the first one we're just going to look at here is the um, smoking carbon oxide alarms. Now, it's been legislation that everyone has um, a working smoke alarm, one per floor in every rental property. That's been in place for some time. But about six or 12 months ago, the government said, oh, you know, maybe we think it's a good idea for everyone to have a carbon monoxide alarm as well. Now, crazy that this wasn't legislation before, basically. I mean, I, um, from my own moral point of view, I've been sticking in more carbon monoxide alarms in every rental property for donkey's years. Um, and the really interesting point was when they announced that they were going to make this actual law, they didn't give us any timescales. They oh, literally right. announced it and said, at some point, we're going to make you put in carbon monoxide alarms. And crazy as it sounds, it's taken them, as I say, best part of six or 12 months to actually come to us with a date and say, yeah, that is live now, basically, and we're up and running. As I say, it's... It's one of those things that um, I've been pushing myself for a long, long time because it's mm. a real safety concern. Yeah, I, 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 doesn't, I didn't realise it wasn't legislation. I've just always done it. Um, exactly. And yeah. any, Even in know, my own home. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and for the price of a carbon monoxide alarm, and what we're talking about here is, you know, a battery-powered carbon monoxide alarm that you can buy in any hardware shop, basically, for mm. about a tenner. Yeah. Um, you know, normally they have a five- or seven-year battery life. It's just not worth even having a conversation. Why wouldn't you put one in? Mm. Um, um, and so sometimes the government's great. You know, I do think they, you know, they push legislation and then they guide the market. But sometimes stuff like this should have been done a long time ago. Yeah, crikey, yeah. And it's, it's also, who, who all of a sudden, oh, is it not? They may have even thought, but similar to us perhaps, oh, is it not legal? Well, perhaps we need to make it legal. But wouldn't you love to be in there, a fly on the wall sometimes? <laughs> oh, well, when I meet a new landlord, uh, most of the time I'm, I'm educating them about legislation. Yeah. Um, especially landlords that have rented uh, properties for long periods of time and done it themselves without using an agent. You know, you can see their face drop when I say, oh, my God, you haven't got a smoke alarm in your property. Didn't you know this was law? Didn't you know the fines that were were in place if you didn't have one? And, you know, that's an education process. Definitely. And that's something that we, the podcast, can help with too. But for sure, we are big advocates of outsourcing the letting side because, again, like, and we are property, I'd say, we experience property um, experts, I suppose, as well in our own sphere, but I would not class myself essentially as a letting specialist. So there are, there's so, so much you've got to know out there. So I definitely would recommend making sure if you are, if you've got a rental property, get yourself an agent that you can trust, you know, they know their stuff and, and, yeah, and obviously look out. And what would you look for in an agent? What would you recommend if people are looking? Well, obviously come to me as the answer to that. Exactly but, that you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, the, you need someone with professional accreditation. Um, you know, uh, 
the government is bringing in more legislation around regulating uh, agents. But you know, you, uh, you know, I've done something called ARLA, which is the Association of Residential Letting Agents. It means I've actually set an exam and done my qualifications. You know, always look for an agent mm-hmm. with some professional accreditation behind them. Basically, um, you know, there is a lot of online agents, and that's been a growing thing in the last few years. But be really, really careful because. There's no barriers to entry. I mean, anyone can start an agency tomorrow. You know, you you could type up a website this afternoon and launch it. And just because it says on the website, we do lettings, honestly, you've got to check these people out. Definitely, definitely. And testimonials, I think, is a key one, isn't it? Testimonials, absolutely. Go on, read my Google reviews. Please do, absolutely. That's it, definitely. No, brilliant. And so on that same article, there was a couple of others, wasn't there? There was an appeal um, about gas safety. Yeah, Uh, I mean, again, back to this tripping people up on legislation. Um, So there's been a recent appeal case, basically, where a tenant... um, refused to vacate um, on the basis that he wasn't served a gas safety at the start of the tenancy. And this is just another bit of legislation that you've got to be really, really careful of. Unless you do everything right from day one in the right order, you know, you're basically given a tenant opportunity to wriggle out if you ever need possession of your property back. In this particular case, as I say, the landlord didn't issue a valid gas safety at the start of the tenancy. And so the court chucked it out. Uh, when the landlord went for possession under Section 21, he just said, nope, sorry, that's it, and denied the claim. The landlord then had to reserve all the documentation, reapply to courts, and the delay cost him, I think, another six or 12 months. So really, 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 really important that you get it all right from day one and, yeah, serve your guest safety. Definitely. I'm, a, I'm, I'm aware of a family friend who actually self-manages a property in Plymouth, and uh, he had a tenant in the property that sadly was not paying rent. He must have been not paying rent now for a good seven months. Anyway, got through um, the process, Section 21, but because they um, documented the Section 21 in the wrong name, they did it in the agent's name, not necessarily the landlord's name, uh, it got thrown out again. So you've got to get it right from the start. I mean, literally, it's, yeah, you know, you misspell someone's name, get the date wrong. Any excuse. You know, the minute, any excuse. And, yeah. you know, you started this um, podcast talking about housing crisis. Absolutely. The court at the moment is trying to find any reason to keep a, property, a tenant in a property. Just going to say that. Yeah. You know, it's just so hard to find rental property that, you know, courts really, really don't want to evict any tenant. So they're trying their best to find any you know you've missed an eye here sir you know you've missed a, you've not crossed a t here whatever it might well be any excuse to throw it out so you've got to be you've got to be airtight definitely absolutely love it because you know it's so difficult to find rental properties down here at the moment if a tenant does get evicted for whatever reason if the landlord wants to sell the property or something like that if they know about this oh, you know what, I didn't get served the gas safety set. Perfect. They can never get rid of me because they know once they go, they're going to struggle to find somewhere else because there just simply is more demand than there is supply. So uh, even now, more than ever, I think it's important uh, and it's good for the practice of the industry anyway. Definitely. And and I expect the final point on that article in the um, estate agent today was regard to the renters reform bill. Yeah. um, I mean, this is a big, big media story and a big um, thing that's been pushing. It's another spider. It's it's like it could go in so many directions. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the renters reform bill is something that's coming and don't get me wrong, it is coming. Um, But at the moment, it's what the government referred to as a white paper. Um, Now, a white paper is something that with the best intentions in the world, this is what we'd like to do. This is what the government put forward. It then goes to you know the House of Lords, it then goes to the Commons, it then goes to another committee. And what we end up with normally is a sort of watered-down version of the White Paper. Um, the White Paper, the Rental Reform Bill, it, it does mean that there's going to be some big changes to the industry in coming. Um, but, you know, we're probably not quite as strong as the media would have. And 
you know, we're probably a couple of years away from it actually coming to effect. But if you're thinking of buying a rental property, you know, talk to me now about it. Um, you know, it's better to know that these things are coming and the changes are coming. Why not have the conversation at this point before you buy? Um, talk to me now about it rather than later. And how can people talk to you? How can they get hold of you, Will? Yeah, I mean, call me at the office, 01872 or just email me. My email's will.gentle at martinco.com. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I definitely urge you just to reach out and get in touch. If any questions, um, Will and the team is so, so helpful. So definitely worth doing that. Please do. Um, an article that James and I picked up on, actually, which was quite an interesting one. Obviously, what, what we know is that there's a housing crisis. Uh, interest rates are flying up at the minute um Gold. inflation and everything going on it's hard to secure yourself a property now what has always been a, an issue is affordability to, um kind of tests and stress tests they're known as by mortgage lenders so what we're finding is that people are wanting to get homes but they're failing the mortgage stress tests but interestingly this week um it is announced and again the the article is actually on the bbc um, business news and they are actually relaxing mortgage stress tests now. And obviously, with the interest rates that have increased in the last, well, six months, you can understand why. But to give you a little bit of context here, the, the general rules and what were happening is you would have, well, you'd have to be showing that you can cope with a potential 3% interest rate rise when you have taken over mortgage. But they are basically scrapping that te- stress test now because obviously you don't know whether interest rates are going to be in the next, I don't know, six, 12 months or so. But so they're actually scrapping that. The minute that is just for residential mortgages, it's not over and buy to let yet. But it's, it's generally it's a matter of time until it does. Um, so, James, any, have you any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's quite a scary time, especially for you know first time buyers that you know that they've been saving their deposit, or if they've been lucky enough to be able to put some money away over the last few years, uh, that this could really scupper them from buying a property. But something else that wasn't mentioned in this that I think is a big pink elephant is the rise in inflation at the moment, because not only do mortgage companies look at your earnings, they also um they say I want your last three months bank statements for a reason because they want to unpick your disposable incomes, that gym membership, uh, the car that you've got leased out a thousand pounds a month and you can't really afford it and they're, they're really looking for the bottom line that has you know maybe hopefully 500 pounds left over That's which fun. is enough mm-hmm. but at the moment gas is going up every commodity is going up fruits vegetables you name it everything up is going up in the cost of living so that bottom line is going to get smaller and smaller and people are just you know going to be having maybe a hundred pounds or a negative and that's more of a reason for you know the lenders to say i'm sorry i can't give you a mortgage because you're actually in the red every month or has have been consistently but that's at no fault from anybody else but politically we know with the war there's lots of things petrol prices you name it and i think that could go against people as well so it's quite a worrying time i think personally yeah and hopefully this will help at least uh, a few of those because yeah with the easing of these stress tests, it will make it a lot more affordable. And I say affordable, but you are, your entry level is a lot easier. Yeah, and, and Dan's absolutely right there. I mean, it's a big thing for first-time buyers especially because, you know, you go to a mortgage advisor, they do the calculations, say, yeah, you can afford £1,000 a month to pay your mortgage back. Great, but hang on. Once we added in the 3% rise, suddenly that £1,000 becomes twelve or £1,400 yeah. a month. Oh, no, sorry, we can't offer you a mortgage. Well, that's crazy. And it's been this way for a long time, Dan. Do you know what I mean? These stress tests have been in place. And so I'm pleased to see that someone Mm. whoever it might well be in the government has seen some logic here and has relaxed it a bit you know 
it is going to help first time buyers. It is going to help people get more affordable mortgages. And that's a big thing. We need that to drive the, well, the first time buyer market. The prices forward. that we're at now and seeing now, it's just difficult as it is to get on the ladder. So hopefully this just helps open those gates a little bit to make it a lot more accessible, I suppose, these mortgages. And again, be interested to see how long it takes for the, it to happen in the buy to let market. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we still need the, rent, the private rental sector because there's a lot of people that still can't afford, regardless of this easing or not, can't afford to get their first property or their foot on the ladder. So they need to rent privately. So, same time, you've got to try and encourage because there's a lot of negativity with with investment property, investment, private rental sector. It seems like it feels like everything is against you as a as a private landlord, uh, legislation wise and things like that, and tax wise. So that maybe this would be then a way of maybe encouraging people to get involved a little bit more. There's people could possibly afford to. And there's always going to be a need for the private rented sector. Whatever happens, do not mean it. There's always going to be a need for it. You know what I mean? Housing crisis, call it what you will today. You know, there's always been a problem with housing in this country. You know, when you look at the numbers that the government tries to build every year, they're woefully behind. Um, And so, you know, they need guys like you guys who are, you know, taking properties. And we've talked about this before, taking properties that are either stood there empty or, you know, have... Not, not giving a good purpose and, and bringing them back to the market and actually providing homes for people. Yeah, you know, we can't all be the, the big developers of the world, the Linden homes that, you know, the, but, you know, and they do provide a good service, don't get me wrong, but we also need guys like yourselves, you know, adding to the private rented sector. Definitely, and that links us nicely well. You, you've done this before, surely. Um, because this is the part of the show where we're going to just share with you uh, a couple of picks of James and I. So I personally, Dan, uh, will pick a commercial property that's currently on the market and um, is... There's an opportunity to bring some more homes to the market. And then James here um, kicks us off with a residential. So those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see this in real time and we will flick through the adverts. Again, if you're not watching, but you're listening on your audible device, um, you can get the link in the show notes and you can have a little look in your own time. But James, what have you got for us? I have got a really nice uh, grade two listed one bedroom cottage uh, further west in Cornwall uh, in Gweek. It's on the market at 200,000 and it's, it's, I, I don't live too far away from Gweek myself and it's a lovely little village there and this is a full renovation uh, opportunity so it's basically uh, a one bed grade two listed cottage located in the heart of this gorgeous Creekside village uh, which has also got a pub there as well, it's always a bonus. Um, and it's it definitely needs some help, that's for sure. It is a full uh, renovation opportunity. It's also got a nice uh, nearby garden uh, as well, not directly by the property, but it's uh, only um, a few metres away where you could create some uh, off-road parking there as well. But as you'll see from the pictures, for the viewers that are uh, watching this, it does need a full extensive refurb. But one thing that was quite uh, interesting um, and it's quite good, uh, in the last couple of years, it's had a brand new roof on it. So for a grade two listed building, which you might have to use certain slates, you'd always have to speak with uh, conservation and heritage, what you can and can't do uh, as always, that roof has been um, sorted but I think it's a great opportunity and could bring back um, a lovely uh, home uh, for a couple or even small family definitely and the extent of the refurb will help hopefully bring that EPC up because that is a miserable G currently so as we know with the as we touched on the utilities are going up left right and centre so any way that you can help save on that and the best way to do that is trying to thermally upgrade this place because it obviously needs it but um, again, we've, we've done this with listed buildings before. There are definitely ways of doing it. You have to be very gentle, excuse the pun there, Will, <laughs> um, with how you do go about it. But again, just get yourself a, a listed building specialist if you want any help with that. Um, obviously, you can get in touch. If you've got any questions on that, we'd love to help you if you if you need it. But yeah, lovely opportunity. Nice. It, it's actually quite deceptive, actually. It looks, I don't know, if, does it look big or does it look small? 
It is a small cottage, typical sort of cottage. It does. It does. It looks. It looks pretty sizable from mm. the from the. the street, I've seen smaller. It? Put it that way. But you know what's really sad about this? It's been unencumbered for three and a half years. Oh wow! As you can probably tell from the mould around the bottoms of the walls, and yeah, I have no doubt there'll be a scent in there. But you know, look, guys, this is the typical thing, isn't it? We've got a housing crisis, and we've got a empty property. Empty property. Let's bring it back to life and give a home to somebody. There's the answer. Make sure you've got a lawnmower. So my property, thanks for that one, James, is a stunning, again, we've got a bit of a thing going on with Grade 2 listed. With, yeah, the more and more we talk about it, we realise how much we love these buildings. But this is a recent uh, property that's just come on the market. It is an old, it is the old school church road in Paul Redruth, and it's essentially is the old school. Uh, beautiful Grade 2 building. And again, if you watch online, you can just see me flick through some of the photos now, but you see the beautiful period property here. Large garden, a uh, grand car parking area as well beautiful features on here it seems that there's a bit a bit of work started here but it has obviously stopped and the property is now on the market the property is in the market personally i think it's listed a little too high um we have had a little look at it we can't make it stack for ourselves but that's just the way that we do our property as our general property investment model doesn't work it's not to say it can't work for someone else but again it is going to need an extensive refurbishment the beauty with this will is that this actually has got outline planning consent already so Generally, they've already said that this can be converted and they've been looking Well, the, the outline planning consent, um, sorry, the conditional planning consent is for four, three and four bed dwellings within this. So split up into four houses, essentially, um, as you can see. Well, if you go on to the, I don't know if the brochure's got it, actually, if I can log in the brochure, but I actually went on to, yes, it had, brilliant. So here's the plan. So if you go onto the brochure, you can see the actual um, original yeah. plans that they wow. submitted. Yeah. and how they're going to chop this up. They're good, sizable They're going to be um, good houses. houses, aren't they? They will be. They're lovely it's, houses. It's the features, isn't it? You know, it's got the high ceilings. It's got the, you know, the character. You know, there's oh, lots of charm beautiful. there, isn't there? That could be wonderful. And they've got yeah, little conservatories out the rear as well and the um, double garages as well for some of them because nice. obviously you can see the, the car park in the, the, the land that's available. Parking so, is a big asset for this property, I think. It's huge, as it would be for a school. So, yeah, again... What do you do next? If you like the look of it, obviously go have a little viewing. I definitely try and get yourself in there with a, a historic surveyor, um, a specialist surveyor, and someone who has done work with listed buildings in the past. Definitely uh, is a must, 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 especially when it comes to the building reg side of things. But again, good opportunity there, really. You can see here by the red line if you're viewing uh, where the where the title is going to be split. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a good old plot. And it, again, the hardest bit, and always the worry and the risk is. Is it going to get planning? Well, they've already got conditional planning. So have a look at what those conditions are. And um, yeah, it could be an opportunity there for someone to, again, bring four lovely homes to the market. Yeah. 9,000 square feet to play with. Beauty. But, uh, guys, that is it for today's podcast. Will, thank you so, so much for no joining problem, us. No guys. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, obviously, if you've got any uh, property-related questions, if you come to us, or obviously, you've also got Will here at Martin Co. in Truro. And again, if you've got anything, you can get hold of Will. Just get hold of the office, ask for Will, and uh, he is a wealth of knowledge and always happy to help. So thank you for that. Thank you uh, from me as well to you, Will. And just remember, guys, you can get in contact with us on cornwallpropertypodcast.com. Go onto the front page there, scroll to the bottom, and you can send us a message that way or reach out to us on Facebook. But thank you very much as well, Will, for coming over. It's been a pleasure. Fantastic. Well, so goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And bye for me then. Bye.